Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 696, recorded live on September 4th, 2021. And here are your hosts, the man who hopefully had a happy birthday today, Dave Pillay. Hi! And the man who gave him the option not to record tonight, but he did anyway, Andy Lowe. Hi. <laughs> I mean... If I'm going to do the things that I like to do on my birthday, then yeah, let's record. Okay. I like spending time with you, Andy. This weird relationship that we have over the internet. (laughs) I mean, we have a friendship that exists outside of the internet. That's true. That is true. We we don't know each other solely through the internet. Just because I talk to you more than I talk to almost any other friend online, by virtue of having a, like, two-hour conversation with you once a week, that's that's just on top of it. But we were Mm -hmm. already friends. I mean, I have known you... God, what, like... When did we meet? Fifth grade? Uh, I thought... Sixth grade, I thought. Because I joined band in fifth grade for like a month. Yes. And you were there, right? The percussion section? Yes. So we would have met there. I don't think we interacted much before that because we went to different elementary schools. Yeah, no, I knew you through Brian. That would have been seventh or eighth grade. Yes. I think seventh. So I remember the first time I went to your house, we literally walked from Brian's house across the backyards to your house. Yeah. And then probably played Warcraft or Starcraft in the basement. You sure it was through Brian and not through Otho? Yeah, no, I Otho was always a secondary friend. Oh, okay. Like, it was it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, we, we were, you know, both friends with people. So, you know, we always ended up in the same spots. Right. Okay, well, let's, let's assume seventh grade. Okay. So that was 1997. <laughs> 24 years, Andy. Crazy. So yes, I I don't think that calling this a crazy weird online thing is accurate. No, because yes, that it was. <laughs> we we were friends, and then we thought, hey, we should start up this podcast, right? As two friends talking about the video game industry, because we like to talk about the video game industry. Yes. All right. Now that we've rehashed that for the 80th time on this podcast, <laughs> hi everyone. It is my birthday. I'm 36 today. Woo! Welcome to the club. Yep. 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 It's it's weird when you uh when you get to the point where like, oh, you know, there was the there was a young broadcasters award that uh Do I am you no now, longer qualified for. I am no longer qualified award? for because I am too old. <laughs> Sorry. No. I'm doing a maniacal laugh like I'm responsible for you aging, but still. (laughs) Well, it's funny. It's the, uh, because I was the one who instigated this Young Broadcasters Award. Right. And I was the one who suggested, hey, we should do a Young Broadcasters Award. And then by the time I got around to actually be in an award, I had... (laughs) I had you had already year, aged out. I had one year of eligibility, and I lost oh. to a female coworker who worked in my building. It was just like, really? I mean, good for her. Uh, she basically used it as a resume builder and is now uh, working at a radio station clustered down in Jacksonville. Oh, okay. So That's still not a bad thing for Like, good for her. I know, yes, good for her. But it was like, really? It was... <laughs> I had had one shot (laughs) did you throw away your shot i didn't throw it away it was just one of those things where it's you know granted i 
I could have played dirty, but I decided not to. There, there was other people I could have had write me recommendations, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to bug them about that because I already had what I thought were decent recommendations. But but she got better ones. She wrote her own recommendations. Oh, oops. Uh, changing topic. I. <laughs> just saw this online changing topic to an even worse thing because it's something that people can't see because we don't have any sort of like show notes or uploads um check your your messages i I see that yeah now you know a bit of programming right it's been a while but like this just makes me angry it just doesn't seem right it's not it's not even like garbage pseudocode it's just like extra symbols (laughs) Where's the pound sign? I feel like there should be pound signs because this is like... Pound signs? What are you writing? Pearl? Wasn't Java pound signs for notes? You mean for comments? Yes. Comments, Forward notes. slashes. Double forward slash. Is that for a whole block of text, though? I thought that was for an individual line. Nope. The double forward slash is an individual line. A slash star is a block. That's, okay, slash star. I was trying to remember if it was star or hashtag or pound. Slash star is a block. It ends with star slash. Yes. Double forward slash is Is a single line. line. Yes. And that's in Java, JavaScript, C, C++. Uh, And probably a bunch of other. I know it's um, in SQL, the slash star is also a block comment. Uh, Although SQL's individual comment, the like rest of the line comment, is not forward slash forward slash. It is instead dash dash. I blame someone at IBM. <laughs> I was going to say dash who. dash, really? I don't know who, but I blame someone at IBM. Isn't that like a Linux command thing with double dashes? What? I mean, a number of Linux commands have that as a flag for like the optional stuff at the end, like for not optional, but for like parameters. Okay, a double dash is used in most bash built-in commands and many other commands to signify the end of command options, after which only positional arguments are accepted. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so if you were looking for a string, but then the string was the same alphanumeric characters as an option, the double dash would be the end of your, uh... I see. Command options. Okay, got it. Oh, man, I just have an amalgamation of just random coding in my head that does me no good. Yeah. Well, especially since now, uh, all the coding that I would have to do is um, basically audio over IP sort of stuff and that, you know, GPIO and that sort of thing there. And a lot of that stuff now... Um, is basically just kind of like uh, drag and drop flowcharts. <laughs> to build the code? To build the code, yeah. That's you, amazing. You can write, you know, you, the, one of the guys, you know, has a little program that, you know, you can actually write your, act, you know, your own custom code and then it will convert it to the right format for the program to read. Most of the stuff there is just flowcharts now, which I'm okay with, you know, it's pretty easy. <clears throat> okay then. Yeah, I had, to, I had to deal with that today. I, it was the first Western football game this year. They played U of M, didn't they? Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, it was good for the first quarter. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Oh my Wolverines. Like I said, it was good for the first quarter, and then um, we did not learn how to adapt, it seems. No, it, it seems not. Okay. 47-14. Mm-hmm. I'll have to watch that game recap. 40 unanswered points, and we finally, in the fourth quarter, after Michigan probably, you know, picked people out of the stands to play... <laughs> The last time I saw that happen was the game against Eastern 
where it was like 66 to zero. And I swear to God, some of the marching band members were throwing on uniforms and running onto the field. Yeah, it was it, it was good. And then it was basically Michigan, you know, spent that first quarter to get their legs under them and understand our offense. Yeah. And then just shut us down. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Oh my God, like what happened? It just, it, they, they figured us out and we weren't able to modify. That's, it's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then we could not stop the running game. I mean, your quarterback had 20 catches of 37 attempts. That is a lot of throwing the ball. Yeah, it was a lot of sideline passes and it just, Michigan figured it out and it just wasn't working and you just needed to do something to change and it just, I, I guess. I don't know. Whereas Michigan had, yeah, because you, you had 28, 31, 32 carries. You had 37 passes and 32 carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michigan had 17 passes, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, and about 41 carries. Yeah. No, Michigan just ran the ball when they realized, basically, Michigan ran the ball and basically just like, okay, we're going to keep running the ball until you stop us. Yeah. Also, a 79-yard kick return. That probably didn't hurt. Yeah. Michigan two out of but two on field goal. It was it was the first game, and so they wanted me in there to um, you know make sure everything would run smoothly. And of course, it didn't run smoothly. So I'm sitting there, you know, trying to figure this stuff all out. Yeah, while the game is going on. Well, no, luckily, you know, we were all there like an hour <clears throat> early. Oh, that's good. So it to was just like figure oh, things out. Yeah, we had an hour to figure things out, and of course, our uh, stream provider was having issues. Yeah. So you know, everybody's like sending me messages like I. Can't can't hear it on the stream i can't hear it on the stream and i'm like i i i know i'm working on it it's the audio's going out it's not us (laughs) i'm like i'm staring at the streaming computer right now it says everything is connected i see the vu meters i see the audio everything on our end says it's okay but it's the actual stream provider is not working and it's trying to get a hold of somebody on a saturday of labor day weekend uh, i called called three help numbers and left messages and sent two emails and i have not gotten a response back from anybody Oof. still so yeah that's always fun it's, it's always great when other people make you look bad and there's literally nothing you can do about it fun is not the word i'd use for that it's definitely happened to me though mm-hmm. all right well should we talk about topics sure we can actually talk about a college football topic what? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Andy. So if you want to know where my brain is, I was just going to our site to load up the topics, right? Mm-hmm. So what I started typing was not RAPodcast.net, but topics. <laughs> Expecting Google to just know what I mean and take me to our webpage. It did not, did it? I didn't finish typing okay. it as soon as I had the T-O-P-I. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not going to work. I should probably undo that. So, like, that's where my brain is right now. Okay. I presume you're talking about Madden. Yes. And so let's see. Let me let me recap from brain. EA has Madden football. Yep. EA develops NCAA football. Yep. In association with the NCAAF. Mm-hmm. Um, then someone, one of the players sued the NCAAF. 
right? They didn't sue EA. Or did they? I don't think they sued EA. I think they sued the NCAAF saying like, hey, like you're you're licensing my likeness. But it's possible that they sued EA. I don't remember. Either way, EA stopped making the NCAAF games. Yes, back in 2013. They're like, nope, we're done. Which for me... Honestly, kind of sucked because that was just when I was like getting into it and I started buying them and like I was excited to play them with you and like do college football video games, which I hadn't expected because I've never been a fan of of sports video games. Uh, That's not entirely true. I played the shit out of Tecmo Bowl on the Game Boy. Anyway, uh, what, two years ago, three years ago, the NCAA says, you know what? Athletes can be paid for what they do. And so EA is like, oh, really? And then they're like, let's come back and look at this again. And so uh, I, I believe that catches us mostly up to the present. Yes, they are working now with the Collegiate Licensing Company, which mm-hmm. is the licensing partner for a large number of schools. Um, so they are currently working on a college football game. They they uh, they haven't really <clears throat> delved too much into it, but yep. uh, Madden has a superstar KO mode. I don't know exactly what that is because I tried playing Madden oh, and it, uh, was, it just wasn't the same. Right, and, and that's the thing. Like, I... I as I said, I started getting into the football games, but like when I tried Madden, it just wasn't wasn't I didn't like it as much. I don't yeah. know what was different. It has to be the same engine, right? Yes, probably. Like, be. there's no way they would make that as two different engines. No, I mean most of the code has to be shared, so like it it would make sense that the game feels the same, but it didn't. Um. Oh, and uh, going back to your thing, it was a uh, class action lawsuit against EA for unauthorized oh, okay. use of their likeness. And thought, EA oh, settled... they sued the NCAA. No, they, they brought a cat class action against EA, and against EA, EA settled okay. for $40 million back in 2016. That's, yeah, that's why I couldn't remember who did it, because it was literally everyone. Yep. So... They, they've announced back in February that they were making another college football game and they've got the licensing through the collegiate licensing company. Well, this month, if you have Madden NFL 22, they have the Superstar KO mode. And in that Superstar KO mode right now, you can actually play as 10 different universities. Oh, cool. Which are basically, they have like the campus legends. So they have famous players and former players on the rosters. Out of curiosity, are all of those famous players slash former players, um, did they all go pro? Which is to say, would their contracts be covered by the NFL contract as opposed to the NCAA contract? I'm not sure. I wonder if I could find a list of, let's see, Madden 22 college teams. Let's see if there's a list. Uh, Every college team playable... Let's see. Okay, so you have Texas and USC. Is that what we have here? You have Clemson, LSU, MSU, Florida, Miami. I'm guessing Miami of Florida. Uh, Nebraska, Oklahoma, <laughs> Oregon. No, no, it's got to be Miami, Ohio. Southern California and Texas. Yeah, <laughs> Miami of Ohio, really? <laughs> that would. 
Hmm. Let's see. Uh, so you have Vince Young, who I think is in the NFL. Yep, played in the NFL for six seasons. Are you going to cross-reference this whole list right no, now? No, that's the, there's a lot. Okay. Uh, yeah, the LSU Tigers squad includes several current NFL stars. So there, it, it looks like there's a bunch of them that are in there. Okay. But these these are like teams that have you know the the best players from multiple seasons. So. Yes, in in Madden for this month till I think the 27th, you could play as one of the 10 schools and be able to play college football in Madden, which I think is a great little way of them pointing out, hey, look, college football's back. And by the way, college football is back. Yay. Of course, I do have to wonder a little bit, just just a little bit, Um, because like football's really bad for the players yes like real bad for the players so like is this a thing that we should be celebrating <laughs> i don't know right at least now that you know college athletes can actually get money paid yeah oh great so you might get paid and still you know get a, a like career ending injury or a concussion or like turning their brain into mush yeah. But at least they can get paid. <laughs> Again, like, I imagine saying that about the gladiators in Rome. Be like, well, at least they're getting paid. Go on and tell me I'm wrong. No, I, I can't. Okay. So, <laughs> with that topic out of the way, uh, well, not fully out of the way. Are you, Andy, mm-hmm. this is an important question, and I know time is you know, like a premium in the low household. Are you planning on getting the next NCAA football, college football, EA sports game? Well, the question is, is what am I going to play it on? That is indeed a question. Because I don't, I don't think, think they're going to release it for the 360. No, I don't think they're going to release it for the 360. I don't even think they're probably going to release it for the Xbox One. If they release it for the PS4, would you get a PS4? It's a big if, because they'll probably release it for the PS5. Well, what if I do that Xbox gaming streaming thing? Where you put it on your computer? Well, no. We There was a topic, I think, last week. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. We didn't actually talk about it, but they yeah. uh, you can play next-gen games on yeah. your Xbox One basically by streaming it. Uh, okay. I mean, or you could get the games for Windows thing. Also true, yes. But then I... Yeah, if I can... Does that stream? I don't remember. Because I'm, I'm running into that more and more often that, you know, this, this laptop that I've got here right here in front of me Mm-hmm. Um, it's long in the tooth. I mean, yep. I can't play Evil Genius 2 on it. I can't play Planet Zoo on it. Yep. Um, I played 12 minutes on it on the lowest possible graphic settings. Which we'll talk about later. Yes, this, that's a, just a, my random review this uh, week is going to be that. So um, really would love to get a new computer, but right now that's um, chip shortage. Not a <laughs> chip shortage and not like really a justifiable expense, right? Yeah, they I would, yeah, the only thing I could say is maybe, you know, getting it and audio processing would be faster a bit. But even that, um, it's Adobe, Adobe Audition 3, I think is only 32-bit, right? Audition 3? I don't know. Let's see, Adobe Audition 3, 64-bit. Does that tell me anything? Nope, it's only 32-bit. So even if I get, you know, top of the line 64-bit, it's, I'm still going to be RAM it's limited. It's only going to run, yeah, 32-bit. Yep. And of course, you know, I can't go out and buy a new Adobe Audition because you can't buy Adobe Audition anymore. You have to license it. 
just hate that so much. $21 a month for Adobe Audition. That is a lot. 21 bucks a month? Hmm. Just wrong. So yep. wrong. Oh, oh, speaking of hardware that's acting painfully, my phone. <laughs> oh, yes. What's up with your phone, Dave? My phone decided to stop getting a read on the battery. Oh. So it's like, uh, I don't know how much battery's left. And I'm like, I, okay, well, you know, the three places where my phone spends the most time, my office, my desk at home, and my bedside. And I have chargers there, so I'm not really that worried. Uh, then the back started, like, falling off. Mm-hmm. The glue on the back kind of, like, gave out. Um, and that was not great, but also, like, not the end of the world. Then it started resetting oh. frequently. Like, a good, solid knock on the top of the phone, and the whole thing would just go kaput. Like, it, have you ever used the phone to turn, like, you've got the phone in your hand, and you, you need to turn on a light, and you've got, like, the big light switch, or even the small light switch, and, like, you flip the switch with the phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that killed the phone when I would do that. Uh, and then finally, after all of this, like, I, I took it in, and they looked at it, and they're like, yep, we need to replace the battery. I'm like, okay. They're like, we don't have any in stock. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right. I guess I'll live with it being, you know, super delicate and prone to rebooting. Um, And then it stopped accepting a charge. Oh. Yeah. And then it stopped turning on. So now it is a semi-repaired phone. I took it in. They they did what they could. They have to get a new motherboard in stock before I take it back in. And they're going to replace the motherboard. Um, It charges... It still doesn't get the battery reading. Like, it's just a question mark. And it charges to probably about 3% and doesn't charge past that. So if I take it off the charger, it works. And, like, it's, it's usable. But after about a minute to a minute and a half, it just shuts off. Like, hard dies. Not powers down, just dies. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not thrilled. Well, October 19th. <laughs> that's the uh that's supposedly the pre-order date for the pixel 6 and october 28th would be the shipping date last rumors going around but, yeah i mean but talk about like unreasonable expenses a thousand dollars for a new phone versus a 60 dollar repair i didn't True. even have to pay the 60 bucks it's covered google extended the warranty on the pixel 4 xls by a full year that's true yeah remember we talked about that which of course in you know hindsight maybe there's a reason they extended <laughs> the warranties <laughs> oh all right what else we got then sir now that I've got my little rant out of the way. Oh, uh, McDonald's. I saw this. Yeah, the fact that the McDonald's, FTC yes. is investigating yes. McDonald's ice cream machines. Yes. <laughs> so here's here's the thing that I've heard. The machines are a pain in the butt to use, service, clean, and, like, fill. Yes. And so it's not so much that they are often down, as the workers have just found that it is easier to say that it is down than to do the stuff with it. There was... was that? Did I read that in Wired? 
Yeah, there was an article back in when was this April in Wired? Yeah, about um, the the McDonald's ice cream machines and Taylor, who is the company that actually builds them. Yeah, um, and there was actually like an undisclosed secret menu in the software. Um, yeah, yeah, it's there's it's a whole thing about these this guy who basically started up his own uh, called it Kitched. K-Y-T-C-H, Kitsch. Okay. Um, which would, you could install it inside your Taylor ice cream machine, connect it to your Wi-Fi, and it would actually basically hack in through that secret menu and read all the data that the machine's actually doing there and actually be able to basically go, hey, this is a problem. You're going to need to fix this. Otherwise, your machine's going to break. And so all the franchise owners started buying this because, hey, this this actually works. It helps us out. Yeah. Um, and then... Why didn't the company have it in the first place? Well, then um, corporate and some of the larger franchise owners heard about it and Taylor heard about it. And then there was a whole thing about Taylor basically trying to hire private eyes to steal the box and reverse engineer it and lawsuits in the home. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's I'm going to post this in the topics. It's a good article to read because it goes into in depth about what's wrong with the ice cream machines and McDonald's and a lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot is wrong with the ice cream machines and and you know corporate espionage and the whole nine yards. It's it's a crazy. Like I started reading, I'm like, this is this. I thought this was just about ice cream machines, but no, this is there's a whole thing going on there. But yes, now the FTC is actually investigating the um, McFlurry machines. About time because of the fact in here they they they're bound because McDonald's ice cream machines. Um, are restricted from repairing the machines themselves. And when another company tried to come in and help them repair their own ice cream machines... Right to repair. Yep. Taylor basically clamped down and said no. So, this is a... This is a... It's another little add-on to the story, which, yeah, I heard the, oh, the FTC's investigating. I'm like, yeah, there's a whole lot more to this than just, you know, the ice cream yeah, machines. Yeah, just them being broken. Yep. I mean, I ideally, they're also going to investigate the... Um, the right to repair part. Yes. And whether or not Taylor can claim, like, what, intellectual property on it? Oh, I don't remember. I'd have to read this whole thing it's, again. It's a fucking ice cream machine. Like, this is not rocketry. Look, if a Falcon rocket lands in your backyard, yeah, I'm not sure you have the right to repair that. Yeah. If you buy one, yeah, go for it. I mean, don't, because it's an incredibly complicated piece of equipment. And unless you actually work for SpaceX, you're probably not in a place to actually repair it. Uh, oh, hey, this. Oh, um, did we talk last week about OnlyFans? I think we did. Uh, yes. And then the fact the, that they backtracked. The retraction? Yep. Yeah. Did we talk about the retraction or was that during this week? No, that was last week. Okay. Uh, here's another policy that might eventually get retracted. China has increased the restriction on their video game playing. For kids. For people under 18. Yes. So if you're now, under the age of 18 and living in China... To, to make it clear, there already was a restriction on this. It's just they made the restriction even tighter. Yes. Before, it was three hours a day um, for regular days and then an hour and a half. Let's see. It had allowed for three hours of gaming a day to a maximum of an hour and a half for non-holidays. And then they forced everybody to sign into games using their real names. Yep. And now, That's yes. That's the weird one. Yeah. 
Now they are prohibiting children from playing games entirely Monday through Thursday. And you're only allowed to play one hour on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and public holidays between 8 and 9 p.m. So people are, are criticizing this globally. Um, the You know, the video games company is criticizing it because that's people that would otherwise buy games and play, you know, pay money. Yes, for China it. is a massive market. We've, we've talked about it's that multiple times. It's a very large market. Um, but people have been pointing out that, like, kids from wealthy parents, like, the parents have extra devices and the kids are just going to log in on those devices. Like, it's not, it, they're just going to log in with their parents' account. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this is, uh, it's a little weird. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. Not, not at all. Just three three hours a week on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. One hour a night. One hour a day for three days out of the week. Yep. Plus holidays, I think. Yes. Yeah, and public holidays. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. The interesting thing was when this was announced, I would have expected like 10 cents stock to take a pretty big hit. And I mean, it went down a little bit, but like not significantly. If you look at the trend over the last month, it's been pretty steady. Now, if you look at the last six months, it's down a lot. What's their stock? Um, T-C-E-H-Y. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was almost at 100. Holdings. At the at the height? Yeah. Back in February? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, this announcement wasn't made until, like, a week and a half ago. Yeah. And, yeah, so far, this it, it's actually up over the past month. Not by much, but, uh, huh. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Uh, we're, we're flagging. Come on. Sorry, I'm up. reading about it these. It, there's a bunch of tech companies in China that are suddenly pledging billions of wands to, to uh, let's see, China's, so the Alibaba pledged 15.5 billion U.S. dollars over five years. Uh, will spread the money between 10 initiatives encompassing technology investment and support for small companies. So there's, why are all these companies, uh, Alibaba and the countryside, uh, oh, Pin, Pin Duo Duo pledged its next $1.5 in profit to farmers' welfare, Tencent said last month it will double the amount of money it's allocating for social responsibility programs to about $15 billion. There is a lot of large corporations in China that are donating money back to China. Yeah, I mean, huh. it's, it's an interesting word for bribe, but sure. <laughs> so I actually did just add a, uh, a topic oh. that I was reminded of as we were talking about China, uh, which is Texas. Oh, boy. The other really fucking crappy news this week, the, the Texas abortion, not ban? No, it's, mark, but it's like, called the Texas Heartbeat Act. Yeah, well, that is fucking bad name for it, but mm -hmm. sure. Um, the but the the tech side, because right, we we want to bring that back to like this is a tech podcast, technically somewhere along the way. Uh, GoDaddy removed one of the anonymous tip websites. Okay, so 
it just it's kind of amusing because they the Texas Right to Life uh, organization had set up uh, an anonymous tips website so that people could report people who were assisting with abortions because that's what the law does now, which is all again kind of like fucking bullshit. Um, and so GoDaddy took down the site. I'm not sure what their reasoning was. I, I haven't seen like they violated XYZ rules. Yeah, let's see. GoDaddy confirmed to NPR that the digital tip line violated its prohibition on collecting personally identifiable information about someone without that person's consent. Oh. GoDaddy also bans sites that violate the privacy or confidentiality of another person. So because... I, the submitter, am submitting data about someone else. Without their permission. Without their permission, GoDaddy's like, no, you can't do that. Yep. Well, good on GoDaddy. I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't believe <laughs> GoDaddy is in the right on this. Yep, which just means the website's probably going to get hosted by either Epic or SkySilk. Isn't that where uh, Parler moved to? I don't know. I lost track of Parler after it became irrelevant. (laughs) Oh, things just only disappeared once they became irrelevant. I wonder who's currently hosting them. Can I do do a who is and find out who the host is? Uh, Probably not. You'd have a better luck doing like an IP trace. Well, normally they... uh... Oh, right. I gotta forget. I I gotta actually put a... TLD on there. Name servers, parlor, parlor, registrant, anonymize, administrative anonymize, technical. Epic Holdings. There it is. Epic. Epic's got them. EP. Which Epic? EPIK. Okay. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know two companies named Epic, three companies named Epic. None of them would do that. A, because none of them are in the hosting business. And B, because none of them would do that. So now I know a fourth company named Epic. Yes, E-P-I-K. They call themselves the Swiss Bank of the Domain Industry. (laughs) Because they don't care? Pretty much, yeah. Um, Just to give you an idea, things like um, Infowars and Parler. Are both on Epic. (laughs) Oh my gosh, really? Really the guy's Epic Epic CEO's name is Rob Monster. Why do I know that name? Maybe because he's the CEO of the company that's hosting these other terrible websites. (laughs) Really? Rob Monster. Yeah, I mean, what do you want, Andy? People have names. I know, but (laughs) that's just, oh boy. Oh, excuse me. So, what else we got yeah. on this list? Um, uh, did we talk about the the whole Jeopardy that um, the executive producer has now been let go? Yes. No, we haven't talked about it, but yes, I've heard that. And okay. so, um, oh, uh, they they don't have a replacement name for him yet. But um, uh, what's her so name? They is need gonna... to replace both the executive producer and the host. Yes. And the current, uh, what's her name is going to be stepping in as the guest host until they find a replacement again. Um, yeah. The, the Bialik person. Yes. Whose name I really should know. And I don't. Uh, GM is uh, shutting down all of their North American factories. All? All of their like North American. every Ameri- single one? Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's going to put Michigan in a real hard place. Mm-hmm. Because computer chips. Chip shortage? Mm-hmm. That is really messing up the supply chain. Yes. Computers are in a lot of things. 
advanced. Yes, they are. Which chips are, are they waiting on? Do we know? No, there's just, there's so many in a car. It's not even ridiculous. Okay. So during the downtime, we will repair and ship unfinished vehicles from many impacted plants, including Fort Wayne, to dealers to help meet the stronger, the strong customer demand for our products. Although the situation remains complex and very fluid, we remain confident in our team's ability to continue finding creative solutions to minimize the impact on our highest demand and ca- uh, capacity-constrained vehicles. I actually heard one thing. I think this was Ford, yeah. where Ford was running short on some of the chips. So they said, screw it, just keep building the car and park it out back yep. and wait for the chips to show up. And as soon as the chips show up, basically wheel them back into the factory and run them through again. That's a optimistic outlook. Yes. Right? You only want to do that if you think the chips are going to come in this year. Mm-hmm. Also, you only want to do that if you have a lot of cash on hand or a very good line of credit. Well, it is Ford. Granted, they almost, you know, all went bankrupt <laughs> within the last... <laughs> Andy, all of them almost went bankrupt. Yeah. One of them had to get bought by a different company. The other two had to get bailout money from the government. Now, I believe they have paid all of it back. And interest. The the U.S. government actually made money. Right. Off of loaning to the automakers. I also made money off of that because I bought Ford stock when it was at like 20 cents. Nice. So I'm like, you know what? You know what? This is, like, they're probably going to come back from this. Like, this is Ford. Mm-hmm. The likelihood of them just going, like, ass up and just saying, like, nope, we're out, this is pretty low. Yeah, I would agree to that as well. I wish I'd bought more. Uh, let's see. Oh, other car news. Lyft says they are going to have a robo-taxi made by mm-hmm. Hyundai in mm-hmm. 2023. Mm-hmm. Two years. Yep. A year and a half. They, they want a robotic automated taxi in a year and a half. Yes. Believe it when I see it. That's, <laughs> I'm looking at these pictures and part of me is going, I don't know if these are real pictures or if this is just CGI. Which is like impossible to tell now. Yes. Uh, the vehicle will come equipped with hardware and software necessary for level four autonomous driving. And they have previously tested its vehicles without safety drivers on public roads in Vegas. So, yeah, in, uh, in two years. I, I don't believe it. Yeah. I do not believe that it will happen. It is nice of them to think of it. It will not happen. No. Nope. Um, oh, driver's licenses and driving. Apple says in eight U.S. states, you can actually store your driver's license on your iPhone in the Apple wallet. Huh. I mean, I've... I've so, I, I when I got into an accident what was that like two years ago three years ago now i do remember like oh shit where's my insurance card oh shit i don't think i have my insurance card and i emailed my insurance provider and i'm like hey can you email me the card and they did and i used that as the the proof of insurance yep michigan allows you to have an electronic proof of insurance so i don't even i don't think i need so, to actually have the card on me anymore i just have the uh, progressive but like, app why not have a electronic driver's license yep michigan accepts electronic id cards as valid proof of insurance but not ID. Nope. It's proof of insurance, but not proof of ID. Yes. So uh, Arizona and Georgia will be the first two states. Uh, yep. Connecticut, Iowa, Kentucky, Maryland, Oklahoma, and Utah will follow up. 
There's no hard date of when the rollouts will begin. They said, everybody said fall of 2021, which is basically now. Um, well, it's three weeks from now. Yes. And they still have three whole months to do it. That's yes. all fall of 2021. And most of the thing is basically just going to be focused on the TSA. So the idea would be, you know, you could present your boarding pass and the state ID in the app for the TSA at once. To, at once yes. I like it. I don't like that it's just Apple, but I like the idea. Well, I mean, how hard is that to for, you know, once Apple agrees to it, Google go, oh, yeah, we could do that, too. Well, for like technically to do it, not hard at all. Yes. To get the states to agree to it. I mean, really? hell, for all we know, Apple's building into the contract in agreement that the states will only use Apple for this purpose. <sighs> I mean, they shouldn't. And if they do, I'm sure Google's lawyers would like eat that up and be like, ah, excuse me, anti-competitiveness. And then Apple will be like, oh, really? (laughs) Anti-competitiveness. Let's talk, Google. (laughs) Man, pots and kettles just all over the place. Everyone is a pot or kettle. So Dave, I'm kind of surprised you have not brought up the flying cow that I've got on the topic list. I mean, I, I know it's not about like a cow because you put it in all caps. It's not like flying cows. It's, it's flying something. And I just haven't brought up what the thing is. I don't know what the thing is. Do, well, do you know what a what cow is? is? Uh, a computer on wheels. Cell on wheels. Okay, because in my, I will, I will say, I'm not wrong. I'm just wrong in context. Yeah, cow is used. It is used in hospitals to represent workstations that are on wheels. Okay, yeah, all right. Well, the telecommunications. They're, they're also called. I love it. They're also called wows because they're workstations on wheels. Cows and wows. Yep. Okay, so this is the the cellular on wheels, except there don't appear to be wheels on this device, Andy. No, this is now called cell on wings. Oh, I don't like that. So, you know, rather than... But I do like what they're doing. Yeah, so... It's actually very nice. Hurricane hits. Cell towers literally get torn out of the ground. Yeah, ripped up, shredded. Yeah. Did you see the video of the the one dude um, driving around in Louisiana during the hurricane? He's a storm chaser, so he like does it professionally. And he was driving along, and this roof just rips off of a building <laughs> and no. like flies down the road and takes out a power line, like cutting it in half. So yes, cell towers do not do well in hurricanes. Yeah. So what I can't cell- imagine a drone would either. Well, the idea is is that the um, so normally if cell towers go down. The cell companies need to get temporary networks up. So they literally yeah. just have a cell tower site on the back of a trailer. Yeah. They wheel it around. They drive it to where it needs to be. Yeah, and they just got a, an adjustable mast, and they raise it up. 40, 50 feet. Yep. And it's a small coverage area. Well, this kind of just takes it to a, a literally another level because they just attach the LTE coverage antennas the, the antenna. onto a drone. Yep. And they fly the drone up 300 feet. A lot better line of sight. Yes. As long as the drone's battery lasts. Well, they have it attached because it has to be attached to a backbone somewhere. Yeah. So they don't, got, they don't drag a power cord 300 feet up in the air, do they? They, they, they do. 
sorry. They, it's it's a tethered I'm just imagining, drone. I'm just imagining someone like walking up to it and just yanking on the cord. <laughs> like, Where oh, what's this? this cord like, just go? goes up into the sky, right? Three hundred feet up, you're gonna be lucky to see the drone. Like, I'm just imagining someone like trying to climb the cord. So yeah, the um, the drone, which is tethered, would you know just basically fly up into the air and replace the cell tower. And since yeah. it's a drone, it can you know counteract do other stuff. Yeah, it can counteract the wind and move around if needed. Yeah, but this this again would be for after the storm. Yes, right? after the storm. Yes, because like it can counteract the wind, sure, but only to a limited degree. Yes, I love that they're talking about putting thermal cameras on it, so like it can help guide people. Like, cool, but why not put those on other drones that are, like, more mobile, that can go down lower to the ground, that can give you a better resolution? Like, let's not multitask the infrastructure. <laughs> yes, no, this this was the new thing that they, AT&T and Verizon, were starting to roll out after Man, Ida. Can you, can you imagine being on the team that was working on this? Because, like, this wasn't a spur of the moment, like, some engineer ran in after Hurricane Ida and said... We can put it on a drone. Like, someone's been planning this. Someone's been thinking about this. Someone's been setting up procedures and operations. They they first tried it out after Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico in 2017. So, like, there's been a team working on this for years. For years. That's got it. Like, so what do you do? I design drones to rebuild the infrastructure system during an an emergency after a hurricane. Like, oh, that's awesome. Tell me more. Well, it's a drone and we plug we plug basically a cord <laughs> into it. It's a drone with a power cord that extends to the ground. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> that you, what? Wait, what? But if there's infrastructure damage, what's where's the power coming from? Probably oh, we a drive generator. a generator there. Yeah. Okay, I really hope that the drone still has a battery so that if someone forgets to or can't get to or, like, doesn't put gas in the generator, that the drone safely comes down to the ground instead of a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess 50 pounds, maybe less, maybe 40 pounds. Dropping from 300 feet. Do you You think it would reach terminal velocity? Yeah, probably. You can see this picture, right? Yeah. How much do you think that thing weighs? I would say probably 40. Right, like, it's it's something a person could pick up. Yes. You don't need two people to lift it. I mean, you don't need two people to lift 50 pounds, but, like, that would be an awkward 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. I want to know how much those things weigh now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want it dropping from 300 feet up. No. I mean, like, that's got to be an awesome, like, project to work on, though. <clears throat> Can right. operate in storms with gusts up to 50 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Cool. So they can deploy it, like, before the hurricane's over. Yeah, which is good, yes, because as as we found out... Um, yes. A lot of people... As we found out. ...rely on cell phones. And if the cell phone infrastructure goes down, there's not a lot you can do. Shit all they can do. Yep. I am well aware of our reliance on cell phones. Because mm-hmm. now I have to tether mine, like physically, wherever I'm at. It's currently sitting on its wireless charger. My battery is charging in the other room because, like, my, my Anker large battery thing. Mm-hmm. So you're basically just running your phone in ingress mode. All the time. All the time. All day, every day. So, anything else you want to talk to about the list, or should we hit the randoms? Uh, let's go ahead and hit some randoms. 
Okay. We got some beats. We've got some beats? Nothing. Okay. So my random review this week, as I had alluded to earlier in the podcast, is a game called 12 Minutes. All right. All right. I saw this on Steam. Let me go. Let me go look it up. 12 12 is spelled out. It's not the number 12. It is actually the word 12. Yes. 12 minutes is a top real time, top down, accessible click and drag interface featuring James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley and William Defoe. Yes. Now, I so voice William acting. William Defoe, I recognize right off the bat. You don't recognize James McAvoy and Daisy Ridley? Be- or do they, you mean their voices? Their voices, their their accents okay, that like, they were using. Because you, you know who these people are, yes, right? I know. Like, as soon as I saw their names, I'm like, really? But okay. I, their their accents, they they it was hard to distinguish them with their you know American accents. Right. Okay. So it's so a top, how was it? It's a top down adventure game. Uh-huh. Like um, point and click adventure? Pretty much. Um it's the entire game takes place in three rooms of your apartment. Okay. There's a bedroom, a bathroom, and the main room. And you come into this thing the first time and your wife um uh you know t- announces, you know, t- over, you know, a dessert that she's pregnant and then all of a sudden, you know, a police officer Spoiler. <clears throat> oh, sorry. But yeah, go on. A police uh, officer. A police officer knocks down the door, uh, accuses your wife of murdering her father six years ago. Mm-hmm. And in the ensuing chaos, basically, uh, you get killed. And Groundhog's Day. You show back up in the apartment 10 minutes you know, before you died, and you play the loop over again. By 10 minutes, you, you hopefully mean 12 minutes. Otherwise, someone fucked up naming this. I thought, I'm not sure, it might have been 12 minutes. Andy, it has to be 12 minutes. I swear somebody said it, that it was 10 minutes, and I haven't timed it. It has to be a 12-minute loop, Andy. Maybe it is Andy, the minutes. game is called 12 minutes. What do you mean, a 10-minute loop? You don't put a 10-minute loop in a 12-minute game. That doesn't make sense. Okay, so maybe it is 12 minutes. Also, Either way, I, you're in a you're in a time loop. Okay. Did you notice the carpet outside of the apartment as yes. you were playing it? Yes, okay. I did. I noticed that right off the bat. I just saw it in one of the little trailer videos, and I'm like, oh, I know that pattern. Yeah, know that. It's like, oh, look at that. That's that's a nifty little callback. So yeah, it's <clears throat> you're stuck in a time loop. Yep, and in a you're st- you know. fairly small space. Yep, and and it um. It, it gets repetitive quick, especially since you're, you know, your character, you know, learns things in each time loop, and then right. you can use that to kind of unlock more stuff in the time loop, and then you're you're trying to figure out the story, and also try and figure out. So is is the goal what not get killed? Is the goal to like tell the police officer that he's wrong? Are you supposed to be proving the innocence of your wife? Well, things get complicated, and did she actually murder her father? Don't tell uh, me spoilers. I, I'm it. I'm I'm gonna leave all the. It, it was. It was. It, it, there was a lot of twists, and uh, Andy, I, I can't get past the feeling that you didn't enjoy this game. No, I don't. There's there's things that are going on where I'm at right now in the game that part of me, you know, we play games for fun, right? It, and I thought, hey, this is a time loop puzzle-ish type of game. Well, I mean, yes 
asterisk for for playing games for fun. Sometimes it's not fun, but enjoyment. And I think those are two different things. And my 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 like example, my here's the thing that will be like once you hear it, it's kind of intuitively obvious is listening to, like, Beethoven's Ninth Fun. No, but it is enjoyable. But it is enjoyable. So I think we play games for enjoyment, but I don't think we necessarily have to play them for fun. Um, games can can open your eyes to different things, different experiences. They can show you things. They can teach you things. It doesn't have to be fun. So let me let me ask then, did you enjoy this game? No, it... Okay. It, it <laughs> See, started... It started. That's to, good to know. It started to to push buttons and ask questions that I really didn't want to answer. If that makes sense. Oh, okay. I think I'm gonna need more context on that. But the problem is, is I don't want to talk about the context of the game because then it starts. I don't want to anybody who's actually interested in this. This it's definitely a thriller type of adventure game. Okay. I mean, for goodness sakes, the game started out with the, the, uh, in the first loop, I got choked out by the cop and died. Right. right. And that started the loop the first time. And I was like, whoa, I did not kind of expect that. And you didn't expect to be killed despite in the description of the game. Well, no, I expected to be killed. It was just, you know, I didn't, it was, it was a little. Literally, the second paragraph says, what should be a romantic evening with your wife turns into a nightmare when police detective breaks into your home, accuses your wife of murder, and beats you to death. Yeah. So, like, are we on a police brutality thing? Is that, like, is that where the discomfort's coming from? <sighs> there's, there's, it's, there's some twists in there that I'm, are, are weird. And I'm not, okay. sure. I, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm getting to the game where it's like, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not enjoying this. It's, you know. Okay, I, then you should probably just stop playing it. That's, Andy. that's what I'm thinking. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've, part of my brain always wants to figure out the puzzle, but this one's like, I don't want to know if I really want to open this puzzle box anymore just just leave the puzzle box alone yeah it doesn't require you to do anything no it's just you know what i i tried it out this it was an interesting idea yep and, you know it was you know it's it's different than most of the points yeah i mean it's got a hell of a lot of star power yes like what the fuck i guess william defoe how much did they have to spend on that i don't know but william defoe you know yeah. this, this is all top down so you don't have any like facial you don't really get to see the characters all that much because it's all top down but just his voice and his ability to just you know turn on a dime yeah it's oh it perfect for the cop in this perfect for the cop in this so he is the cop yes daisy ridley is the wife yes james mcavoy is you yep because i assume that's all there is yeah there's basically yes the the three characters that's that is a lot of like star power for a Mm -hmm. three character game it's also kind of fun as the first, first first couple of loops, you're trying to do all those classic, you know, Groundhog's Day things. It's like trying to convince other people that you're stuck in a time loop. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I've done this before. Sure you have. No, I Look, really in have. About 20 seconds, a policeman is going to knock down that door and accuse you of murdering your father. Oh, you're being so silly. Yeah, it's it's it, trying to, you know, trying to figure that out. And then, you know, going through mostly, you know, adventure games, point and clicking and, you know, trying to combine different things. This one's kind of like about the dial 
dialogue where you, you have to go down certain paths that won't actually lead you to the right path, but you still have to go down there to get like a, a piece of dialogue or a bit of information or something that is on the right path that, you know, will help you. Yeah. Go down another path. That's the right path. And it's yeah. The problem also is the fact that it's literally 12 minutes and it's just, you know, same 12 minutes I mean, over and over. It's good if you've got 12 minutes to burn. Like, I guess I'll play a round of 12 minutes. Yep. And just, you know, try and go through and go, okay, maybe, uh, maybe I try this. Nope, that didn't work. All right. I'm just gonna let it be. Try but something yeah, else. It's, it's, it's going places that I don't want to go right now. And I'm, I'm, like I said, it, especially the price, man, 20, you know, people were like, oh, this is, it's, it's great. It's, it's fun. It's 25 bucks. It's 25 bucks. If it were 10 bucks, would that be better? I would, I would feel, you know, part of me was like, I spent 25 bucks on this thing and I'm, I've just decided after a bit, nope, not going to deal with it anymore. I kind of feel bad that I spent 25 bucks on this thing. Yeah. So yes, no, if it was a cheaper price, sure, you know, get it for the novelty of it. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely a twist on the adventure game and like time-based puzzlers, but 25 bucks and it's, it's going somewhere and I don't want to go with it. All right then. So yeah, no, that's, I, I, I hate to have that type of review. It's just, I mean, if that's where it is, then that's where it is. I know it's, and you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you don't really want to talk about it because then I don't want to spoil it in case somebody, you know, is really into this type of thriller type of game, but it definitely is not my cup of tea. And either way, I would say, wait for it to go on to sale anyway. It's 25 (laughs) bucks for this. Too much. Yeah. I mean, they got to pay for those voices. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. William Defoe ain't working for free. No, no, he's not. I wonder what their takes on this game is, because like that would be they had to, you know, record all the dialogue. Mm -hmm. I wonder what like William Defoe would say about the game. Does he feel like he's a part of it? Does he feel like it was just a job? I don't know. I feel like this is just be like another acting job. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Twelve minutes. All right. Passing. Probably just going to uninstall. Don't even worry about it anymore. Well, I might leave. I might leave it open. Do they have steam trading cards for it? Andy. That's the important question. Are there Steam trading Andy, cards? just close it. Just close it. Just close out of it. Just stop. Stop, stop. All right. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Who in your relationship is going to have the talk when it's time with your children? I don't know. I don't know either because I never really had. Nobody, nobody really gave me the talk. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I mean, Kate, Kate's got textbooks and all that stuff there. I, I think she took a college level sexual health class or something at Western. So I, I don't know. I don't know because like I said, I, nobody talked to me, so I don't know what to talk to the kid about. So I think there's, there's guides and books. And yeah. YouTube. I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's Only a lot fans? of... There's probably... U.S. Department of Health or something. It's got something online oh, or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a real great option there, Andy. <laughs> you go ahead and do that. I don't know. I feel like the Department of Health would... HHS might have something. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Like I said, this is... Be, I've, got, I've got a long time to figure it out. I mean, Isaac just turned yeah. four. Yeah. Four. I have... A long so time. I mean the, the the modern thinking that I've I've been kind of privy to is like sex ed starts early and should start early. 
but like not the way that people pearl clutching like think of the children what he means sex ed starts early like what are your body parts and what are they called yeah and when is it appropriate and not appropriate and like understanding that people touching there like right that like that's not a good thing mm-hmm. uh just in general yes that was that was actually part of the thing when isaac went in for his uh yearly physical because he's actually at the point now where it's it's now finally down to just a yearly physical mm-hmm. um the doctor had actually talked to me you know was talking him through that she's like can i touch you in your private parts you know and i should you know this is because i am a doctor and your dad is in the room with you know me you know mm-hmm. is this okay and of course isaac said yes with, you know the doctor was very clear and very specific about what she was doing and why she was doing it yeah <laughs> yeah so i gotta remember to actually start using actual terminology because what i for a while i was just talking about you know his junk yeah and he's like what's my junk and i'm like oh yeah your penis yes she should, should actually t- use the actual start. words for it get used to saying it yep nobody wants poop on their junk what do you mean Yep. yep. All right. Well, on that fun note of not wanting poop on your junk, I think that's probably going to be it for tonight, Andy. There you go. Happy birthday, Dave. Thank you. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at... RA Podcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.